Happy Wednesday, guys. I hope you're having an awesome week. We are at the end of May. I can't believe it. And today, I'm actually recording this on Monday, May 24th. It is my little girl's birthday. She turns 10 today. And uh, we've already been up since the crack of dawn. I'm feeling tired already. She was so excited to, you know, get her gifts and just have this be her special day. Even though it is COVID, we're still locked down here in Ontario. Um, She had a great little party with her friends yesterday over Google Meet. And, you know, it's interesting how well our kids just adapt. You know, I'm feeling so bad she can't have her sleepover that she's been planning literally for two years now. Um, But she's just been having the greatest time. And it's so cool to watch them adapt to different things without having anything hold them back. And it makes me think about us and our our lives and our businesses and you know the older we get we often get a lot of this mind muck start rolling around and these limiting beliefs and thoughts about why we can't do things differently and when we look at our kids they just go for it you know Delaney got rollerblades and actually one of her her wishes for her birthday was rollerblades but she wanted me to get rollerblades too so we both got rollerblades and uh I'm, I was a skater, so I'm not so bad on rollerblades. I was a little wobbly for sure, but it was the first time she was in them. And she just threw on all those pads and threw on her rollerblades and just went for it without any fear. And she wobbled and hobbled all over the place and fell a few times, but they get back up. And I think we can take so many lessons in so many different areas of our life looking at children. They really just go for it. They believe. They just absolutely believe that if they want to do something, they're going to do it. Um, So it was great to watch that. Today, I actually, on the same topic, I am interviewing an amazing woman, Jill Herman. If you have not heard of Jill Jill's podcast yet, you really need to go take a listen. It's the BU podcast. And Jill... I was attracted to Jill because she was a top network network marketing leader, however, has since left the industry, but she's still a a huge advocate of network marketing. Um, She was in the top of her company with no training or education in business or sales. Jill built a multi-million dollar network marketing business that she actually started while she was working full-time as a nurse and raising three little kids. You know, she she very boldly shares that she did it with grit and hustle and just no boundaries. And she was sort of operating from a place of scarcity and a place of really needing to grow an income because of of, of the situation she was in. And she's going to share that a lot in this in this episode. But why I think it's so important and why I wanted Jill to come on is she really went through a journey of the hustle, the grind, the I got to do this, I got to do this, to a place of looking inward and really realizing that she had a lot of inner self-growth she needed to do to really feel successful. 
So she maybe had built this multi-million dollar organization and she shares lots about that in this, this episode, but she still wasn't maybe as happy and fulfilled as she wanted to be. And it wasn't until she started really digging into uh, mindset work and real, really digging in. And, and I talk about this all the time. But when she did that, when she finally looked inward and changed everything at, about how she showed up in the world, she never had to hustle again. You know, she never felt that pressure of the business. Once she found peace, she found herself. So since, since all of that, she's actually negotiated a buyout from her network marketing business, and she's gone on to produce this amazing podcast, which has a lot of great Uh, great episodes for network marketers. But today I'm just really excited to have her on the show because she shares really candidly some, some tips on really, if you're finding that you're not seeing success, if you're finding that you're hustling and nothing's happening, she gives some really awesome tips of how to get through that and, and build this business that you want to build. So I think you're really going to enjoy Jill. I love listening to her She's just got great wisdom, just great ideas to take into your business and into your own mindset. Now, I do want to remind you, because we're on the topic of network marketing, the Contagious Community Group Membership Program is open for enrollment, but not much longer. This is probably the last episode that you're going to hear me talk about it for a while because enrollment is going to close until next fall. Now, what do you get inside this membership? Well, you get all this mindset work that you need to work on to build a successful business, but you also get strategy. I believe it's a mix of both. You have to have a mindset. You have to have a strong self-growth practice in place to actually be able to be consistent with this business, to really build and do the things that you need to create a clear strategy towards success. And that's what happens in the membership. I'm keeping you accountable to this stuff every single day. You have a community of network marketers surrounding you from all different companies bringing in a lot of different really good ideas. Weekly, I am doing a strategy chain, a strategy training, and bi-weekly, we're doing a live Q&A where I'm literally giving you one-on-one coaching. I am answering your questions. I coined this group membership as you know, the upline, the support that you're not getting, that you know you need to take your business to the next level. So if you're curious about this, go to the show notes, click the link for more information, or you know you can always reach out to me. I would love to chat with you about this. Um, There's so many women in there already, and we haven't even officially started. Our first live call is tomorrow, so you can still get in on that. And we are, are, I'm training on nailing your niche, like finally nailing that niche and then creating a bio that is going to be really clear and profitable. And that's the thing. We want to be clear, not clever. There's too many of us trying to be clever. We just need to be really clear on our niche and create that bio that has people landing and staying and then buying. So reach out to me about that, but let's hear from Jill. I know you're going to love her. Welcome to the Michelle File Show, and I'm Michelle, founder of the Contagious Community for Women in Online Business. Once upon a time, I owned a top 100 Aveda salon and spa, but that all changed when I found health and wellness and lost 80 pounds. 
This helped me discover a path leading to a career in network marketing. Now, a three-time elite network marketing leader and business coach who still feels the rush of stepping outside her comfort zone every single day. Each week, I hope to bring you a thought or guest that will help ignite your mindset, elevate your income, and bring strategies to create clarity around balancing your family life, health, and your business. Ladies, it's time to stop letting fear stand in our way of a life full of passion, purpose, and ultimately true happiness. Get ready to ignite your soul and unapologetically blow up your life. Are you with me? Let's go. Okay, you guys, as I said in the intro, I have been so excited to have this awesome woman on my podcast. Jill, I saw on social media and I just knew the instant I saw her Instagram page that I wanted to chat with her and get to know her better. Jill was previously in network marketing, so that really attracted me to her story, but I absolutely love just everything she talks about intuition and really diving into her personal growth journey. So Jill, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you spending the time with us today. And I would just love for you to introduce yourself and and share a bit of your story. Happy to. Hi, everybody. And I I love your podcast. I was so grateful when you reached out and asked me to be on. Um, I was just saying before we started recording that I love Canadians, believe it or not. I know not all of your, your listeners are in Canada, but for the Canadians, I actually am an honorary Canadian. I have <laughs> yes. a certificate. I have a whole certificate and everything that was awarded to me, uh, that I have, that I'm going to send you a picture of. And they gave me, they gave me, um, a scarf hat and gloves with the Canadian flag. And I have a certificate certification proving that I'm an honorary Canadian. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's how kind we are. We just, we yes. just bring everybody in. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I swear I'm a Canadian somehow in an American body. Yes. Um, so well, my, how should I introduce myself? So if you've never heard my podcast, it's called be you as in be yourself. Um, I live in the Midwest in the U S and I have my whole life. Um, I am married and divorced and remarried. So I'm on, oh, it sounded, I was sort of, I'm on my second marriage. That sounds horrible. So, but I've been married once before and I'm very happily married now for almost seven years. And we have a blended family of five children, 22, 21, 19, 18, and 16. And we have a grandchild we're raising who lives with us, who is 16. No, he'll be 18 months old next week. And I'm almost oh, 50. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. So my daughter lives with us too. And, um, he was a surprise baby and we're so grateful. And so we're raising him with her. Amazing. I, I love that. So, uh, yes, my background is network marketing. Before that I was a registered nurse. Mm-hmm. And I heard you have a lot of network marketers in your, in your, a, a ton of, a ton. I, yeah, a ton. A I, so I still have a very vibrant, alive network marketing team. So that's, oh, um, great. Yes. So you're still in it. Well, I'm yay. still in it. Yeah. I love so. my network marketers and direct sellers. I, um, I'm not in the profession anymore, but just understand that that's with no judgment. Sometimes we're called to do something else and I'm still a huge fan I'm a big supporter. I buy the products uh, from lots of friends in different companies. I believe in the model so much and I do recommend it to people. And in fact, I was just talking to a younger friend of mine 
um, through text who's so frustrated with their job. And I'm like, I've been telling you forever, find a company and join. So I, I did that for 12 and a half, just a little bit shy of 13 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like most people, I started off having no clue what I was doing. You know, I had so many issues internally that I had not identified that were holding me back that I was able to build a business because I'm headstrong, I'm determined, I'm super consistent. And I was also trying to prove something. I was trying to find love and attention and I didn't know it at the time and get approval and all those great things. Um, And I was, you know, also really needing the income and I hated the job I was in. So I had all kinds of things pushing me, well, pulling me towards success in that industry. Um, As I said, though, Years and years and years later, looking back, I realized why I pushed myself so hard and why I needed success so badly. So those of you listening in that profession, well, any profession, you know, success is not a bad thing and it's great to want success. We just have to look at why we want it. Like, what's the reason? And for me, you know, being fully transparent had some good reasons, right? I was in a relationship with an addict. I hate calling him that lovely man, but that was the situation doing it that just to paint a picture for y'all, um, for 18 years, had three children and was in a career that I chose as a nurse because it made sense. I could help and serve people because one, I love that. And two, I tend to be a little codependent. So it scratched an itch for me. (laughs) I got (laughs) rewarded for being codependent. Yeah. And I, I also, um, you know, I chose network marketing because that career of being a nurse it was starting to get itchy. It didn't feel right for me. I I really chose it for the wrong reasons. I chose it for, you know, the black and white reasons on paper, not for the heart reasons. And that never works. I mean, you marry someone for their money and you're going to earn every penny for the rest of your life, right? You marry someone because they're good looking. Okay. Well, when their looks go away, you're not going to be happy. So for me, I got into nursing for not bad or wrong reasons, but not reasons that would keep you in there forever. I wanted to check some boxes and it did. If you're, if any nurse is listening, you know, you get to serve and help people, which feels so good. And you have a flexible schedule. You always have a job and it worked for me. But in that role of being a nurse, I, I know Michelle heard me say once before, I felt like I was cast in the wrong movie. Like it got to the point where I was like, yeah, I just literally am getting smothered. I, I can't breathe anymore. But, but it's weird because when I looked, everything made sense on the outside. You know, I had a, I had a job in nursing that I actually liked. I had figured it out to get to the point where I had a career I liked in nursing. Then why did I feel so, so anxious about it? Why did I feel itchy? And it's because it wasn't the path that God really wanted for me. Um, it, it served its purpose. Right. Yeah. So I started thinking about like, what else, what else could I do? You know, I, I didn't have a four-year college or university degree. I, I, I used to not tell people that because I was embarrassed, but I actually dropped out of college when I was a, um, a student at a very, very prestigious liberal arts college in the United States. I dropped out of college because I just wasn't ready to be there. And I went back to school with a baby in my arms to go to nursing school. And, you know, when I, I got to a certain point where I was just like, you know, I, I want more, but I don't know what there is. So I started thinking about, well, what would I want? And um, some of the things I thought of was, you know, I would like more income. 
because I can only make so much. I only have enough hours in the day. I'd like more flexibility. I already had flexibility, but I'd like even more. I don't want to keep missing my kids' special moments. I don't want to keep missing. And, th- and for those of you working moms who don't have a flexible job, there's no judgment. Don't feel bad about missing those moments. Me personally, I also didn't want to miss out for some unhealthy reasons. I mean, we could dig into that for hours, but because of my childhood, I felt this guilt. Like, you know, I had to be there for everything. I had to be super mom. I had to do everything, you know? And because of the person I was married to, I also felt like I had to be the martyr and do everything. Yeah. Right. So, so in that career, I started thinking about it and then starting to say it out loud. You know, I, I just would really like to make more money. I would really like more autonomy. I would like more um, control over my life and my schedule. And my friends that I worked with who were very sharp, smart nurses who I still love and respect, every one of them was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And that really, I, that's when I knew that I was onto something because if I had agreed with them, I would say, oh, thanks for telling me that. Thanks for smacking me back into yeah. sense. But I didn't. My response internally in my gut, my soul, and my heart was, oh, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's not true for me. I know that's not yeah. true. And then that fueled that fire of, okay, universe, God, whatever's at work here, I know there's something else for me. Please show. And I would say that, please show it to me. I, I will work my butt off. Help me find it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I found network marketing. Um, and at the same time, the funny thing is, I found network marketing at the exact moment that I found personal development slash personal growth, whatever you want to call it. So those of you, if you've never been to like a, an actual, you know, immersion experience, like you go away for a weekend and you get schooled, right? I had never heard of personal development. I didn't know who Tony, Tony Robbins was. I had never heard of any of that world whatsoever. I was so in my bubble of working hard as a nurse, taking care of three kids, being the husband and the wife, the father and the mother, and taking care of the husband who was struggling, that I didn't have time yeah. to even think about that or the energy. So one day, one of the doctors I had used to work for, who I also used to nanny for his kids, messaged me and said, hey, my wife really trusts you. She saw something on Oprah. <laughs> our daughter's <laughs> struggling in college and she trusts you. Would you be willing to take our daughter to a weekend in Chicago? Um, so that we can really help get her on the right track. She wants you to go with her. I said, absolutely. One free weekend in Chicago Two, I love this girl. Of course I'll go. Never thought to ask what it was about. Truly didn't have any clue. I didn't even ask. I just showed up, got there. And I literally got my, sorry, if this offends anyone, I got my ass handed to me. I mean, I got my ass handed to me. I was there thinking I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need anything. I've got, I'm, I'm, I've got a job as a nurse. I've got three kids. I've got a cute, um, you know, look. I'm in, I fit in my jeans. I'm like, I was yeah. so not getting it. And if you've never been to a personal development course, just know that what happens is your, your whole paradigm, like what you've set up to believe for your life gets shifted if you're open to it and challenged as Michelle knows. Mm-hmm. And mine was completely flipped. And the woman um, at this course, um, said something to me kind of like, you know, here's the deal. Why are you still walking around with your little white flag? Like you're a victim. Now I was 36 years old, but I felt like I was 12 yeah. because I had never fully matured because of my childhood trauma. And I wanted to just start crying right there. And I, I just was so embarrassed. She said it from in front of a room full of people, but this was in my opinion, God speaking through her, like, 
you act so tough and you're this hard worker, blah, 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 but look at you. And it, it wasn't until she said that, I swear to you, that I ever really realized how often I talked about my pain, my childhood, blah, blah, blah. I didn't even know the word trauma, but yeah. believe me, that's all I talked about. And I lived in it and I lived in drama and I was so worried about what everybody thought of me. And I, you know, if I would see Michelle and another friend at lunch, instead of going, oh girls, how, how are you? Guess what I would have thought? I can't believe they didn't invite me. Here I was 36, not, not 13. I can't believe they didn't invite me. Oh my gosh. They probably are talking about me. Oh, uh, I bet you when I walked away, they rolled their eyes. Like I always thought the worst of what, about what everyone thought of me because I thought the worst of myself. Yep. Um, I thought I liked myself. I would have never known that I truly didn't love myself. I, I was as far from truly getting it as you can probably get, but still looked great on the outside. So those of you who look at Sally and Mary and you compare yourself, Sally and Mary, a hundred percent could be so true meaning of life and their path, but they look a certain way and you think the boxes are checked. So you're comparing yourself. And it's like, you know, those game shows, you open up what's behind door number three and you're like, oh shit, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. be careful when you compare yourself. Cause I was one of the people you probably would have compared yourself to because on the outside things looked great. Why? Cause I made sure they looked great. Exactly. I made sure that, I mean, my kids' hair works curled. They had cute outfits. We were at church every Sunday. My lawn was mown perfectly. Like I would literally say, okay, it's, it's Tuesday. You need to mow the lawn because <laughs> someone's going to notice. Yeah. I mean, everything looked perfect, but I was truly in so much pain. And so when I went to that personal development course, my entire life changed. I mean, our life changes every second of the day, but it was one of those huge pivotal whoo, moments, you know, where, I mean, I don't know what happened to me, but I sat there and went, oh my gosh, I see myself now. Now I thought I saw myself. I see myself now. And I'm like, girl, you were like, <laughs> yeah. point, you were like 0.0% into a hundred percent at that point. But it felt so huge at the time. So huge. So challenging. So, and mm -hmm. so it took me and I'm, I'm, I'm saying such, so little, just trying to give an overview, but in that two weekend experience, Yes, I realized I was acting like a victim. I was letting my childhood control me. I also looked at myself about drama, et cetera. But I also realized um, that there was a way to live in possibility. I know that's a buzz term, but looking at your life as total possibility. Now, I would have told you before that, Michelle, that I lived that way because I was such a hustler, such a go-getter. I always figured shit out. Like I rode my broken little bike to my first job at 14 you know, and I passed out flyers to have a babysitting business at 12. Like I just figured stuff out. So I thought I had a possibility mindset. I didn't understand until that course that part of a, having a possibility mindset is also realizing, hold on. It isn't just, you know, oh, I can make that happen. It's miracles are possible. Like things I can't even think of are possible. So in that weekend at 36 years old, I truly had a moment that I'll never forget. I can picture what the carpet looks like right now. I looked down at the carpet and they said, picture an imaginary line in front of your feet. Now, what's on the other side? Nothing. Okay, what does that mean? I didn't get it. I was one of the last people to get it out of like 75 people. Finally, I went, oh my gosh. See, right now I have goosebumps. I realize everything on the other side of that, of that line is nothingness. Mm -hmm. I get to create it. Yeah. There's nothing that exists. I get to create it. And that's when I was like, okay. I get it. And 
the very next day, I met the woman who introduced me to network marketing at that event. No coincidence. She sat by me. She said she felt very drawn to me for some reason. And she presented something to me. It doesn't even matter. It was a product. And I didn't even care about the product. Didn't even make sense to me. But I felt something. I felt this pull towards her. And I felt this love coming from her. And that's why it's so important not to let your head get in the way because my heart was pulling me in and it made no sense, but I said yes. And it was the best decision I ever made. I mean, I'm one of those stories of being in tons of debt, being in a miserable marriage, having no way out. Now it wasn't easy and I wasn't, I didn't go lightning fast. Like some of the stories you hear, I was a millionaire in a year. No, I never became a millionaire, but I went from, hating my job to saying goodbye four years later to that job. I went from being able to not being able to even say, speak my voice in my marriage to saying, I love you and I'm releasing you. Yeah. Like I'm leaving and, and I, and I have, I have a way now to do it and taking care of my children completely on my own for almost two years um, before I met my now husband, I said, I'd never get married again, by the way, that was funny. (laughs) So that's my long answer to like who I am. And, you know, so I've been out of network marketing since July of 2020. And then I launched the podcast of BU and, um, that's my career right now. I love it. I mean, I think I could, I could dig into so many different things that you shared, one thing that really stood out is your, our stories are so similar, by the way, I'm twice married too. So (laughs) So I get it. I get how weird it sounds to say that, but anyways, that's our story. Um, But something I loved that you shared was how you listened to your heart when that opportunity came to you instead of your head. And I was in such a very similar place. I actually had a really successful business. Um, this, this hair salon that was huge and thriving. And, but I had the itch, like, I was like, I, I hate this. I get that. It's what everyone thinks I should be doing. And I should be opening my next salon. Like, I know that's what I wrote at one point in time, but what the heck, if I have to wake up one more day doing this, I'm going to just die. And, and like randomly network marketing came in my life. I didn't even know what, I don't think I knew that term. I honestly, I love it. You know, you say these words now and I'm like, did I even trauma? Did I even know those words? I don't think I did seven years ago, but, um, this possibility, this opportunity came in front of me and I just followed my heart. It made zero sense. It was so crazy but I just ran with it. And I think so many women stop themselves. They get, their head gets in the way. They just don't know how to use their intuition. And I think you and I, you know, I think we've dug into that, the the further we've grown in our own personal growth journey, but you talk a lot about following your intuition on your podcast and in some of your social media posts. So how give some tips for women about learning how to follow that heart voice, the intuition. What, what are some tips that you, you would give people if they're kind of in situations like we were in and they know they've got that itch. Do you have any tips? I think I do. Let me, let me go back and give my, 
my understanding of the process of finding that voice, which is there, that's the first thing, understanding it is there. I mean, it wasn't given to some person and not another. All of us have it. And women actually have a closer connection to their intuition. That's actually true. Our feminine energy is based on intuition. And I know that word is weird for some people, then call it the voice of God. It will call it, call it the divine, call it your gut, call it your heart, call it whatever makes sense to you. That's another way to follow your intuition. If you hear intuition, you're like, I don't like that word. Then guess what? Never use it again. Use the word that feels good to you. You can call it, just call it your truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is just in the last few months, I've really discovered and even like started understanding on a deeper level that us finding that voice it's easy to just say, oh, just follow it. And, and, and some people, it's like, it's like they're covered up in sludge and fog. They're like, yeah, easy for you to say. They don't hear it. Yeah. They don't hear it. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't hear it. You know, there are women who truly feel like God, the divine, the universe is not speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And I used to be one of those people. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I begged. And I, why aren't you talking to me? Yes. I'm talking to you, but you're not able to see it or hear it because you're covered up layer by layer by layer by layer with your pain, your stories, your projections, your, your hurt feelings, your childhood stuff you've never faced, you know, your fear. It's all covering up. It's like I'm sitting here right now with a microphone in front of me and picture it with like pillows all around it and then metal on top of that. And I'm like, I don't hear anything, right? <laughs> Or I should say the guests are saying, I don't hear anything. And I'm like, I'm talking, I'm talking. And then one day it doesn't just go, oh, it's clear as a bell. That's what I thought would happen. In my experience, and everyone's different, in my experience, it took peeling away those those layers of the metal, right? And the barbed wire and the pillows and the sludge and the fog. And it's not like, oh, there it is. It's, oh, wow, there it is. And it becomes more and more clear and louder and louder and more distinct every minute of every day as you keep tuning into it. So once you pull the things away, and I'll tell you how to do that in a minute, then you hear it. But the cool thing I've literally seriously have experienced just in the last month, no joke, just in the last month, I've realized, oh, now that I'm really listening to it even more, it's coming at me even more in a good way. I'm seeing signs. I'm seeing, and I know this is kind of woo-woo for some people. I'm even seeing like numbers showing up everywhere. I'm seeing, and this is super cool. If all you feel is a pull though, that's enough. So I wish I could tell you that it's really easy to peel those layers away. And I would love to be able to tell you that because it would be more fun. I'd be more attractive to you and you'd all want to listen to everything I say and come follow me. (laughs) But I tell the truth. And the truth is it is super simple. Like if you listen to some, I don't know, some wise Buddhist monk somewhere, that monk could say it in a way that you're like, it's not that hard because it really is. So it's super, super clear and simple, yet super difficult and complex at the same time. It's so simple that you just shift your mindset. Like you just yet try doing that easily, like flipping a light switch. I'm sure it's possible. Most of us cannot do that. And so for me, it took years. I know some of you are like, all right, I'm hanging up. It took years, but it doesn't have to take years. I'm going to tell you why it took years. It took years because I wasn't consistent because I, I, I would listen and then not, I would listen and then not, I would work on myself a little bit. And then I would go back into my crap. 
and I work on myself a little bit and do the buzzwords and, and talk like I knew what I was talking about with personal development and then go back into my crap. And what I've done in the last year, eight months, even that has led to the podcast that has led to this, the version of me that Michelle knows is not the version I've ever been before. I'm telling you the version I am now that is, is attractive to people is that I've always been a truth teller. I've always been feisty. I'm going to digress for a second. I've always been the person in network marketing. My friends are like, you say it, you'll say it, you know, and let me ask Jill. It's, it's, it, what does she think? I always will speak the truth. Even if people don't want to hear it. If you ask me if your butt looks good in your jeans, I'm going to go, do you really want to know? I'm going to tell you, right? However, I was like that. However, what I was not was truly, truly tuned into that true inner voice. And so what I did, what I, what I started to say was, sorry, over the last month, um, I've seen growth in myself that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, and, and that is being able to truly truly love myself, even though it's sometimes clunky and hard, Mm -hmm. being able to truly listen to that voice, but honor it, even if it makes no sense. So to answer your question, like how do people do it? Well, the ways to take those layers off, it's more about unbecoming than becoming, right? We're all about becoming a better version of ourselves. No, no, no. I don't like to say bad and wrong ever, but that, that is not, that is not thinking that I support. That, that is not what's called the law of emergence. The law of emergence supports something different. The law of emergence that I'm so excited about now that I understand it is you and I are already that and we're going to unbecome all of the layers, the gunk I talked about, you know, the expectations of society, expectations of our family, ancestral stuff, expectations of our grandmother, our great-grandmother, our spouse, our children, what we think we should be, how we think we should talk, the role as a woman, you know, everything, even in network marketing, how we should be in network marketing, every single thing that is not the true essence of us, we're just going to unbecome that. And the law of emergence means then the true you is, will emerge. The true you is, is already there. It just needs some fertile soil and some water and some sunshine. Like it's there, but you got to give it the right stuff. So the way you do that, right, is taking a look at what are some things that, that I'm afraid of? Where did that come from? You know, putting your hand on your heart. And I know this sounds really weird to some people, but holding your hand on your heart and asking yourself, what is it you're trying to tell me? Asking your own body, what are you trying to tell me when I'm sick, when I hurt my arm? What are you trying to tell me? I used to hear this stuff and go, yeah, weird. But you asked, I mean, this is what I believe now. This is what's serving me. And I have a life I can't even tell you. It's miracle after miracle now in the midst of shit, by the way, I still have real stuff that is so hard. I have a child that's struggling with grief, depression, severely struggling, even had suicidal ideation. I have another child diagnosed with systemic lupus. She's the one who's the mother. I mean, hospitalized three times. I had to call the paramedics. I mean, very, very sick, right? And dealing with her own stuff, which all all that comes from emotional stuff and energy. But so I have real stuff, right? But I still have a better version of my life than I've ever seen in my life, even though I've been on my knees a lot in the last six months. And that's how you know it works. That's how you know that you're really on to truth because I have more peace and more joy 
and more, I mean, I'm more clear about my unhealthy attachments to my children. I've understood codependency and where that comes from. And why do I show up this way? And why do I need that? And why do I need the apology from somebody? And I wish I could tell you, I learned that when I was 36, I'm now 49. When I went to that course, that just cracked the egg, right? That just cracked it. But I never really looked inside. Now that I've looked, it doesn't mean you have to go to like psychotherapy every week, guys. There's, you know, you can learn this by just deciding to be open to learning, finding yourself, you know, the road back to home, so to speak. And it's a beautiful and sometimes painful journey, but the pain is very, very brief. I'll give you an example. You know, um, I just learned recently about the difference between releasing emotions and recycling emotions. Okay. So the importance of releasing emotions, if we suppress emotions, like we're not expressing ourselves, we're not standing in our truth. We learned when we were a child to hold things in. How did we learn that? Well, our mother either over soothed us. And every time we got upset, she comforted us and we learned, oh, I'm, I'm not supposed to be upset. Or she soothed us with food, or we learned to soothe ourselves with television or, um, video games, or as an adult with sex and money or shopping or, or awards and network marketing, which is what I did right? The status, all that. If we suppress the emotions that want to come out, besides the fact that our body will physically talk to us about it, if we suppress that for long enough, a couple of things happen. All of our energy goes towards the suppression and it takes a lot of energy. So we will actually be demotivated. If you're in network marketing and you're like, I get it, Michelle. I love the products too, girl. I have no motivation. Guess what? I used to judge that. I'm like, well, then get motivated, sister. Guess what? it's probably because you're suppressing other emotions. Mm-hmm. You don't have the energy to be motivated about your network marketing business because you're just trying to function as a mother, as a wife, as a friend. And taking on this, is, it feels like too much. Yeah. And you think it's because you're busy. You think it's because, no, what I believe is that it's because you're probably holding down emotions that need to come out. So the other thing that happens when we suppress those emotions is that we can get anxiety. We can become depressed. Oh, I don't have anxiety. Oh, I just have a little tightness in my chest. I just get a stomachache and a headache every then, every now and then. That's, I didn't know that was anxiety. That's anxiety. And so we, especially as women walk around with these suppressed feelings, we're choking ourselves and muzzling ourselves. Why? Society tells us to, we want to be a good girl. We want to do it right. All the stuff. This is life-changing, at least for me, information. We have to get it out. And it's not just, well, I'm going to speak up. The emotions have to come out in a specific way. Otherwise, it's recycling versus release. So a way to recycle your emotions are to, I'm going to go work out and I'm going to take a boxing class. It feels good at the time. It's cathartic. Mm -hmm. But you don't really release the trapped emotion and the resentment and anger you have towards your 12-year-old self or your father or whoever. It just stays in there. I never knew that. Or you journal. Journaling is great, but the journaling is different. Here, I'm going to give you two ways that you can get it out. One, okay, one is called um, uh, emotional release writing. And, and, and a funny way to say it is an FU letter, right? So you can write FU letters to every single person who's wronged you, um, even your, 12, your, your, your neighbor when you were 12, but you can, cannot write it to yourself. You can't be angry with yourself. So you do an F you letter, literally no one ever reads it. And when you're done, you burn it. 
but it's F you, Michelle, you did this to me and you judged me and bullied me in fifth grade. F you, mother-in-law, when you told me I was overweight and you told me I was a bad parent, you, you write it all out and then you burn it. That doesn't sound like it's doing anything. It does. What I've learned is that the reason it's different than just getting a good workout in is because it's attached to language. The language has to be present. That's why I did Tony Robbins. You go to Tony Robbins and you scream this primal scream and you don't feel any better. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Because there's no language attached to it. You have to say, I'm angry because I'm mad because. So besides the F you letters, you could also just do anger release writing. And here are the prompts. I'm mad because I'm angry because I'm sad because I'm frustrated because I'm anxious because. I'm brokenhearted because, right? Those are the prompts. And then you just write and you 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 write as long as you need to write and then you burn it. And then, so that's one way is writing another way to release this emotion. And you might wonder what the hell does this have to do with success? Everything. Everything. What the hell does that have to do with having great everything? Everything. Yes. I'm going to tell you, I have done so many personal development courses. I was in talk therapy for seven consecutive years with someone with two PhDs. I did EMDR, which is actually amazing. And I never, ever, ever, ever was told to do this stuff. I learned this stuff in a course I'm in to become a master coach. Mm -hmm. I never knew this. As I've released things out of my own body, I have a completely different vision in the last month in my life or for my life, right? You will. Yeah. Absolutely. So the second way to release, and there are many ways, but the second one I'll give you today um, is called a temper tantrum. And you make sure that no one's home. You can crank up music if you want, if you don't want anybody to to hear you. And you're going to take a pillow. First of all, you're going to sit with whatever emotion you're upset about. And it won't take you but a minute to get triggered. I mean, you just find something that really upsets you. Mm -hmm. It cannot be about yourself. It's an experience. It's a past experience. It's another person, whatever. It's the person that fired you, whatever. I don't even like the way Marsha looks at me at car pickup line. Fine, Marsha, <laughs> right? You're going to take the pillow and you're going to scream and scream and scream into that pillow. And you're going to scream about what you're upset about. You're also then going to take like one of those pool noodles and cut it in half and take that pool noodle. And you're just going to beat the hell out of your bed and beat the hell out of the floor and beat the hell out of the pillows until you're like sweating and you're exhausted. And you're going to keep doing this, but you have to say words. You have to say, I'm so mad at my husband. And why was he an alcoholic? And why did he do this? And and you're going to release, release, release. And just like a child knows when to regulate after a temper tantrum, you'll know when you're done. You'll know when you're done, you'll come back. And then the next part of that is you hold something that you love. It could be a picture of your child, but I would like a stuffed animal or something would feel good or a soft squishy pillow. You hold it again. I know this is going to sound kooky, but I'm here to to say things that'll help you not to look cool. So you're going to hold it into your chest into your heart center, and you're going to rock. The rocking motion actually does something. That's why we rock babies. Mm -hmm. The rocking motion will help you regulate yourself. And you're going to love yourself and you're going to give love to the, to the ability to release and the, get love yourself for the ability to let go of this stuff. Doing it once is life-changing, but if you do it on a regular basis, like once a month, it, it is unbelievable. So when you release this, yes, you'll be more motivated, right? You'll have less anxiety for sure, but you also will feel like a fog has lifted. Yeah. You'll see things more clearly and you'll show up differently. People will look different to you. They'll come across different to you. 
And then you add in some pieces of self-love looking in the mirror and just look up the book by Louise Hayes. You did a whole thing on mirror talk, right? So follow Michelle on the topic of mirror talk, do the mirror talk. It's real. I I agree with Michelle hundred percent. It is life changing. It's weird. Who cares? Do it. I, it's so weird, but it's so good. Isn't it's it? So good. It, it changed. feels so bizarre the first time you did it. Ugh, I, this is my second time through that book and I still feel like a weirdo, but it's so, so, so good. And the, the FU letters, I learned that technique. So my dad passed away four years ago and that cracked me wide open. So mm. I'm 46. So just four years ago, I was like, kind of like your experience. I'd been in network marketing. So lots of personal development, but I, it was just the superficial, you are a badass love Jen Sincero, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> that book was not cracking me open. Anyways, losing him cracked everything open for me. And, and yes, there was grief and sadness, but a lot of other stuff was cracked open. So I did, um, get some counseling therapy, all that stuff. And the FU letters changed my life, Mm. changed everything. Up until that point, network marketing was all about recognition for me. Like I was the hustle, hustle. I think we were very similar. I've heard you talk about your experience and grind it out until I can get back on the stage. And I want to get higher up in the ranks. And it never really felt that amazing. Once I got there, I didn't really actually care. I didn't even give myself the chance to celebrate it. Cause I was no, okay. On, never to enough. on to the next year. So once I got kind of cracked open and all this stuff came out of me and I started realizing my triggers and my insecurities and comparison problems and really worked through them. Now I can say, I I love network marketing for what it is. And I want to change the trajectory of network marketing because I don't want it to look slimy anymore. And it's coming from my heart. I'm not listening to this person telling me I should get out of network marketing and be a coach. Like I'm actually listening to my own heart. Mm. And I think that that's one thing that women don't ever stop and listen to what their own body and feeling like, it's fine to say, go and write some FU letters. But the first step is you've actually got to stop and listen to this stuff that's coming up. That's kind of bubbling inside. You're feeling overwhelmed and busy and I'm not motivated, which I'm the same. I used to be like, well, just, I don't know, take a, do something, move, (laughs) go. Yeah. But I know that it's not that I know it's exactly what you're saying. There's pent up old stuff, fear, all these, all the words that we use And it's old stuff that they just aren't working through. And network marketing is so interesting because it's a industry that sort of cracks us open a little bit, but then it almost feeds the the insecurities. Right. And I, I, that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah, it is the truth. It doesn't mean it's not a great industry, but I mean, that is one of the things that you realize after a long time is that. It, it, it breeds codependency and on yeah. one hand, it attracts codependent people, oh, right? Yeah. And like you said, you gain some confidence, but you're always a little bit insecure because the carrot got moved and then you have to do that. Then you have to do this. Then you have to do that. And you haven't quite arrived yet. And, and they even tell you that you never arrive. 
Like yeah. I, I'm like, I don't want to be 80 and selling that crap. Like, <laughs> sorry, exactly. I want to enjoy the business I built and, and mentor my team and be yeah. whatever. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. There are a lot of careers that are that, that way, but that's the one that, that I, I know does do that, but, but we can't blame the, the profession. It's us. We're the ones who are buying into that and allowing it. And you, I love that you said that you want to shift it. Yeah, like that team that doesn't see you hustling and grinding. And I, I will tell you for the last three years before I left the industry. Okay. For the last three years, I finally discovered that. And please, you know, everyone, it doesn't matter what career you're in. So if you're listening and you're a teacher, this applies to you too. But the network marketers and direct sellers listening, please listen to this carefully. This is the truth from my heart and my own experience for real, for reals. So what happened was I was the grinder and the hustler and, you know, just nonstop, no boundaries. I mean, it just don't recommend that. I mean, a lot of dead bodies behind me, my children, I was just, it was Get, it, it happened. And I forgive myself for that. Yet there came a point in time where the last three years of the business, I was like, I cannot and will not live like this anymore. I now I'm in a wonderful marriage. I have this amazing life and I am not going to keep living like this. What I realized, realized is that I had created a codependent situation with my team where I, I was frustrated that I was quote unquote working all the time, but yet that was my own martyrdom. That was my own bullshit. That was my own insecurity telling me that they needed me, telling me that I had to work all the time. The truth is when I pulled back and didn't work so much, my team was like, thank God. <laughs> she chilled the hell out finally. And I didn't know that. I thought that I needed to be motivating them and helping them. And, and I was never the, I never ever really was like, oh, you need to do better. You need to get your promotion. But I absolutely was like, you know, helping them too much, making their bed for them. Like, oh, you have something yeah. on your face. Let me wipe it off before yeah. they had a chance. Mm-hmm. And they're grown women and they didn't have a chance to have their own experience. But then I resented it. Because I was doing everything and my team doesn't do anything on their own. Well, okay, but that's because I created an orphanage. I created an orphanage when then I attracted more orphans because I had the energy of an orphanage, you know, creator. So then I got more orphans. I didn't attract people like you, Michelle, because you're a go-getter and you're a self-starter. I didn't understand that. I was the go-getter and self-starter. I was the only person who could be like that. Right. And I I remember saying to myself, no one like me would ever be dumb enough to do this. And like, who do you think you are? Like, I remember having these thoughts go through my mind and I'm like, well, no, you're never going to attract people like you when you treat people the way you do, like little children. And I I can so relate to what you're saying. Oh yeah. I mean, we could have a whole episode just on that. And so I apologize on behalf of all leaders in network marketing. If you're someone who's been in that situation, they don't know what they don't know and they don't, they're doing the best they can, but it's also doesn't have to be okay. You get to have a boundary up and they need to learn boundaries. So I had no understanding of boundaries And, um, anyway, so I hit that wall and made the decision. This is it. I'm not kidding anymore. I can't. And I won't. I mean, at that point I was 45 and I, I I had gone through a horrible divorce and remarried and blended two families. And I just, I'm like, yeah, I don't have time Mm -hmm. energy. I should say to live like this anymore. So here's what I did. I, this is why you do need to find mentors. I spent money. You got to spend the money. I spent money and I went to someone in my industry who had a, a six week or something like that course. And I, and I knew she was a big personal development person. So I took the course and what I realized was what I already shared that this was all of my own doing, but then I put up boundaries and parameters. 
And what I decided was the only people who were going to get my time were the people who, who followed, who checked three boxes. And in my, in my world, I needed these three boxes checked. You, you decide what your boxes are, yeah. but these, they need to be teachable and coachable. They need to have a burning desire and they need to be willing to show up and do the work. And if they weren't showing up on the calls and they weren't doing those things, there was no shame. There was no judgment because there used to be, Yeah. but I let the system train them, not me. I spent no time and guess what? They were happy and I was happy. I thought they'd feel abandoned. I thought they'd feel, nope, they were fine with it. There were three energy suckers that were like, you never help me anymore. Okay, Sally, whatever, right? But I did that and suddenly I had all this time and energy. Suddenly I found peace and I swear to you that my business grew 33% three consecutive years and I worked a 10th of what I had ever worked before because of that tapping into the flow. And, and I still didn't truly know myself like I know myself now. So if you all want to like soar in that business and you have a team, work on yourself, grow your own personal business. Don't feel responsible for your team. Don't have an orphanage. Don't babysit them. Don't feel guilty to go out and get your own sales and your own recruits. And people will either thrive in the business or they won't. And I'm telling you, it's, I think that's the secret sauce. Oh, I can't agree with you more within the last year and a half, my business has soared. And sometimes I'm sitting and I'm like, I wonder what I used to do because I don't actually have anything to do. Like I always felt so busy, like, Oh my God, I'm so busy. Leave me alone. Like I swear I didn't talk to my daughter for three years. And I say that very openly on all interviews to my team, but that is I, I don't look at that and say, oh, look at where I got in those three years. Now I say to myself, I wonder where I could have got if yeah. I would have known that I was allowed to watch TV, that I was allowed to not have a call every single night with my team for no yes. reason. Yes. So I love, it is the best advice. And I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to raise an orphanage. I love that. I don't want that because you're right at 80 or uh, 50 or in two years, I want to be able to look at this business I've built and make whatever decision I want to make and be proud of. Yeah. And sorry to interrupt. And you want to look at your next leaders and let them go off and run and have their own independent businesses. And they don't even need you. They, They send you a postcard once a year. That's truly the brilliance of network marketing and direct sales. But many of us don't get there because of our in our needs we haven't discovered, you know, our own head trash, all of that stuff. Um, so I have an episode, I don't remember the number of it, but if you're listening and you want more of like the head trash and the psychology part and all that, look, I'm not saying it's like brilliant, but it's it's been listened to by a lot of people and it's called head trash. Yeah. And if you go back and find it, it's like a kindergarten first step view in my description of these stories in our heads. Besides what I said about the anger release, like Michelle brilliantly said, it's more than that. Go back and you listen to that and it will give you a great insight into why you think the way you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I hope it helps. I, I, I'm happy just that more of us are talking about this and I'm gr- happy that you are leading in that way and, and people are seeing you admit, like when you said you barely talked to your daughter, oh, I hear you. That's a dirty little secret in the industry. And some people say, well, that's a dirty little secret in every industry. Okay, fine. But in network marketing, no one talks about it. It, it, That the top leaders are constantly working with, they say they have 
time freedom. They have, you know, part-time magic. No, I don't think so. It's a full-time nightwear for most, most of them. It is. Totally. It just drives me crazy. Social media is this place of a lot of lies. Like, let's just be a lot of BS. Yeah. And and can we also just say this? I was talking about this with Tiffany Carter. I'm a seven figure earner. Okay. Let's talk about that for a minute. What that implies is that you make a million dollars a year. The truth is that almost everyone who says that means that at some point from the time they started to now, they've had revenue that's been brought in that's that's seven figures or more. They don't earn that. We need to start talking truth and truth in the numbers and network marketing and stop the facades and stop the BS. You know, it's, it's just so hard. It makes the average person feel like a peon who, who is never going to do well. She's being compared to something that's not true. There are people who are millionaires in network marketing. I probably have 10 friends who are like that, but they're, they're like so rare and, and 72 or 74% of people in our industry make about $2,000 a year, not a month, a year. Right. And then you've got like 15% of people that even have goals, 5% of them become leaders and that's okay. But I think just being honest about it is such a good idea. And I wish like, why not celebrate the the women making 50,000 and 2000? Like, it's amazing. I always say this to my team, stop um, not, not thinking that someone that just needs 20 extra dollars a month, we could help. Like, stop thinking that it has to be so massive all the time. Because honestly, when I first started, all I wanted was to just buy myself a few treats. Like I never anticipated that I would be able to replace my huge business. That wasn't on my radar. Mm -hmm. You might grow into that, but celebrate all these little things instead of these numbers that we think attract people. And all they do is they attract the wrong people, in my opinion. Because they attract people that think that's what's going to happen in like two months. Well, and then when it doesn't, they don't just leave, they leave upset, angry, and that is not good for the industry because they go to all their friends. Oh yeah, it wasn't, didn't work. It was a scheme. It was a scam. And the truth is they were just promised something that isn't possible. But I agree with you, whatever someone wants and they're willing to get in that business is perfect. And, um, if you have a team, I get it when it's frustrating, when people live in their fear and they won't challenge themselves. I hear you. It is frustrating, but the truth is look in the mirror. Why did I attract them? And why am I not out there getting more people like me? That's the question to ask. Don't ever blame your team. Yeah. Such a good point. I love that. Okay. Now I know that you are doing some pretty amazing things right now, and I would love for you to share are you, you're, you've got a book on the go. You're taking a break from social media, your master coaching. So tell us a little bit about that. So people can really dig into your story. Cause I know right now you're taking a little hiatus from social media, but your podcast is just booming. So I would love for you to share. Okay, perfect. Now, the funny thing is what Michelle just said sounds so glamorous. It's actually about 10 steps down from that. So the book on the go is a no go right now. Okay. I have a book on my heart that I started. And I, 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 by the way, I'm not a paid writer, but I love to write. Like I'm one of those people who isn't writing a book just because I want a book. I enjoy writing. It's a beautiful experience for me and it's something I'm called to do. So I know a book is coming, but basically it's like if you're pregnant and then you're in labor 
right? And you have been pushy. It's like you're having contractions for a day and a half and they're like, oh, you're a centimeter dilated. That's my book. <laughs> That's your book. Right? So it's like, it's there. But yeah. it's what I realized um, is that I am going to birth this book after I birth myself. And when the new version of myself, not that this version is bad, is birth, the book is going to come from her. So the book will come, but I've put it completely down with no pressure on myself at all. And I'm going to start it up when I feel ready. So that is that, um, the podcast it is, I mean, I will brag because I didn't know what I was doing. I really just followed that inner voice to start the podcast. I, I had only listened to two podcasts ever. So I didn't even really know about podcasts. I know I was literally hundred percent guided by intuition and, um, it is going so now I would be excited to have people listen, even if it wasn't going well. I mean, you know, that's when, you know, you're on the right track. If you don't have the results on paper and you're still doing it, that's a good sign. Yeah. So I would be doing it even if no one was listening, but yes, I, I got an email that I thought was spam saying that so-and-so from iTunes and it's in the top 5%. I'm like, yeah, hilarious. I ignored it for a month. And then my nephew has a friend who used to, um, help like promote slash run. I don't know what he did exactly with the Aubrey Marcus podcast, which is one of the most popular in the world. I had never heard of Aubrey Marcus. Didn't even know he had a podcast. Didn't know who the hell he was. So he contacted me and said, you know, you should meet my friend who works for this guy. Sure. Fine. We got on the phone. Long story short, we realized through him that the email was legit and that the podcast in Canada, in the entrepreneurship category, which is really a competitive category. I don't even know how I got in that category. Um, but I was number 65 in Canada and 167 in the U S and 225 in the UK. Amazing. I know. Don't ask me how. Amazing. So people are loving it. Um, and then, and I, and here's the reason, the reason I think people are loving it is because I was meant to do it. I, my business, my previous business was meant to fall away and I was meant to do this. And so I don't mind saying that it's going well because it's a great ending to the story. If you follow your heart, right? Yeah. So that's going well. And the master coaching thing, I'll, I'll tell you quickly before we wrap up how that happened. When we talk about listening to your gut and your heart, again, this is going to challenge your BS meter and you're going to, some of you might be like, yeah, woo woo, a little weird. Some of you will be like, oh, I love this. Either way is fine with me, but this is the truth. So, um, we have a marriage coach named Stefano Stefandos. He sounds like a romance novel guy. Stefano he Stefandos. He's amazing. Go follow him. Yeah. He has these amazing videos on relationships, masculine and feminine energy. Oh, he is. So it's S-T-E-F-A-N-O-S. And then S like Sam, I-F-A-N-D-O-S. Stefanos Sifandos. And his wife is Christine Hassler. So they are psychologists and um, master coaches. And he's like, they're just spectacular. He's our marriage coach. We hired him in December. He said, hey, so my wife and I and another couple, I mean, like the other couple, they're, they're like well-known in the space. The guy was on the Tom Bill You show. And, mm. and he said, um, we're having a course that we've created, a school basically to become a master coach. And I thought of you, I just feel like you'd be a really, really great coach. Everyone else in there is probably already a coach, but since you were in network marketing, you kind of qualify. I think you should apply. I'm like, no, totally not interested. I'm enjoying the podcast and I just want to break, just yeah. want to break, especially yeah. with what's going on with two of my kids. Right. Right. So then I, um, 
found an intuitive. Again, this will freak some people out, but it used to freak me out. So that's why I get it. But there's this psychic slash intuitive that I found through a very trusted source. Um, and she and I were working together and talking and she said, you know, your guides are telling me, I see all these green lights and they keep telling me that you're supposed to do something. And I don't know what it is, but it's like this experience. It's like a learning type thing. And so I was like, I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. So I told my husband, I had this overwhelming feeling to get off of social media for six months. That's a crazy thing to do if you're building an online business. And it's a crazy thing to do if you've launched a podcast just three months earlier. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you girls, if you listen to your heart, it's never wrong. I didn't care what anyone said. Everybody told me it was literally stupid. Like do it for a month and go back. I'm like, no, who the hell am I? I'm not not Rachel Hollis. I don't have a million followers. No one's even going to notice. I'm leaving. Bye-bye. So I got off of social media and it wasn't for a wrong reason. It wasn't like political stuff or like the three reasons people assume. No, it was literally because God told me to. So I got off of social media. For some reason, I thought it should be six months. Didn't know why. Well, then I went for acupuncture and I love doing acupuncture And it's so funny, by the way, that I'm like so crunchy now because I used to judge everybody like this. I was this (laughs) ultra, ultra conservative Christian nurse. Okay. I was a different person in that life. It's so funny now. So I went for acupuncture. And if you do acupuncture long enough, you notice that there's this beautiful experience they call being accustoned, right? And you're laying there and you're just like, oh, it's just like elation. It's beautiful. And I had that feeling and I was laying there and closing my eyes and breathing. And I saw a vision, which I know sounds weird. And I had this picture in my mind. Let's say that I had a picture in my mind. Right. And it was two hands, which were mine, but in my mind, I could see that they were actually supposed to be God's hands. And there were these little plastic figurine type things of houses. And the one hand reached over and knocked over the the little pretend houses. I'm like, okay. And I'm just watching And then the message that came through, there was no voice, but the awareness was, this is me. I've got you. I've got you. I know I've knocked over some things in your life. Remember what's happening with two of my kids. I know that it's hard, but one, I've got you, but I'm also in control, but you're in control of your response. You're in control. And I was, by the way, laying there getting acupuncture for the first time, just for me. I wasn't there with my kids. I wasn't there in a crisis with my daughter with lupus. I was just there for me. And that's why I think the message came through. At the very end of that, I saw this bird and the bird was staring at me, flew away. And I saw this image. It was like an emblem or like a, it looked almost like a sun. I can't explain it. And I'm like, oh, that was so beautiful. Never thought anything of it. Nothing. Okay. So then I get a message from someone else that says, oh, there's this really cool coaching priming. I think you should do it. I'm like, yeah, not doing it. Right. Then my husband said, Hey, I saw this thing online. I think you should do it. No, not doing it. I'm literally stop. I'm not doing it. I'm not interested. And guys, that's okay. If I would have said, no, there's nothing wrong with that. This is an example though, where a message is coming through my heart, but my brain is trying to get in control. Mm -hmm. My brain was saying, no, wasn't my heart saying no. And you know, the difference. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel, you can feel the difference. So, um, I got an email from the psychic. And she said, Hey, Jill, um, I know you, you didn't know what it meant, but I I've tapped in a little bit more and there's some sort of program that you're supposed to do. And it's called elementum. And I'm like, Oh, mother effort. You've got to be kidding me. 
That was the name of the program that my coach was trying to get me to do that. My husband saw online that my friends saw online. They said I should do. I'm like, Oh dear Lord in heaven. Fine. I will at least look at it. So I Google elementum. Are you ready? Everybody? (laughs) I Google elementum and I get goosebumps right now. The website came up and I'm like, Holy shit. The logo was what I saw when I was in acupuncture. I was like, threw, I threw myself back. Like, okay, now even I'm creeped out. <laughs> this is too much for me. It's so when so I saw, the, yeah, it was, tr- it's true. All that it's is true. So crazy, and, but it means that you've opened yourself up enough. Yep. You know, you've done all this healing, all those little nuggets that you gave earlier in our, in our talk. Yeah. The fog is lifted. The The gunk is gone. The metal's gone. I'm still a far to go, but I can see more clearly now. So ladies, the answer isn't, I was supposed to be a master coach. That's not the answer. I don't even know if I ever want to be a master coach, just so you know, I'm doing the course because I was guided to do it. And in the course just yesterday, I learned something and I cried and I took a screenshot and I sent it to my 16 year old son who's battling severe grief depression. And I said, honey, this is you. And he put a heart on the message and said, I love you, mom. That's right. And I'm like, right there was one of the reasons I was supposed to do this. It's just to be able to guide these two children of mine who are struggling without getting enmeshed in it and and suffocating myself. Right. And understanding this also, so I can teach more on the podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so amazing. And you're right. There's just, like I said earlier, when I saw you on social media, I'm just like, that's how I'm living my life now. There's no coincidences. There's, there's reasons why you get a nudge. It would have been very easy for me to say, oh no, she would never want to be on my, or I would, I'm too scared, too nervous, too much fear. You got to listen to those nudges. You have to open yourself up. So you hear them and then you have to listen to them. And everything, the tips, the strategies, everything you shared today will be so helpful for my listeners. And oh my gosh, they need to go. I've been binging. Like I said, your ears would be burning when we got on today because I've been binging all of your, your episodes. They're just amazing. They really, thank you so much. I, I really don't take credit. Something's speaking through me and I'm just talking, but I appreciate that. And I received that. Thank you so much. And if you're listening, here's the deal. I don't have a big following on social media. I'm not even on social media. If you go on there, you can look at what I've already put on there and you'll go, okay, where's the content? There's no new content. I'm keeping my promise to stay off for six months. However, um, the way to stay connected is listen to the podcast. It's called be you. And if you want to put be you and then my name, Jill Herman, it comes up faster. I'm sure you'll have a link in your notes. We will. But then also if you just text, 260-217-4675. I don't, listen, I don't bombard you with messages. It's like one a week and it's not a, oh, by the way, tag me and come follow me. I'm truly just giving you information that I believe you deserve to hear that has helped me or that I've come across and I'm getting really good feedback in that text community and you're welcome to be in it. Oh, thank you. That is so amazing. And yes, uh, they will. I know they will. My, my people are just they're They want this kind of information. They know they need it, but I think 
sometimes it's just hard to tap into. So the more they hear it, the better we're all going to be. So again, thank you so much. I appreciate this so much. We will put everything in the show notes. So everyone knows where to find you and how to text you. Maybe we'll get that, that number from you again. But again, I'm so grateful for you spending time with us today. It was so helpful and good luck with everything that you have going on. I, I mean, so many things happening good and you know, all the struggles, but I hope they just all, all, you know, end up the way they're there to be. And I'm sure they will. They always do. Right. Yeah. Thank you so much. And when you, when you do text that number, if you don't mind, let me know that you're from Michelle's group. I can give a special, because it really does go to me. It's not like some assistant or something. It's going to me and I'll say hi to you. And um, if you're in Canada, let me know where you live. Cause I told you I've been there a few times. So yeah. thank you for having me, Michelle. And I, I so appreciate it. I really do. I'm happy to be on here and, and I can't wait to have you on yes. our podcast. So I'm we'll do so that. excited. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Awesome. That was oh, so great. Thank you. I, You're I welcome. Times now, but I really do appreciate it. That was. I know how it feels when people agree to be on your podcast. It's. It's. I get it. I'm the same way. I'm like, thank you for giving me your time, and no. I so appreciate it. I'm. I'm gonna run because I get to go. Um, so I'm going home. I'm in our apartment downtown because we don't have internet where I live. Uh-huh. So I have to go home, and then I'm taking. I'm so excited. My oldest daughter, the one I told you about with lupus. And my middle daughter, I'm taking them to a really fancy restaurant to celebrate my daughter, my oldest daughter, the one who's been sick, just finally, it took her three years because of her illness and getting pregnant and having a baby, took her three years to get through a 10, I think 10 month program to become an esthetician and just graduated. So that's so exciting. Yeah. So excited. So we're going to go celebrate. Nice. Well, have a good time. And I think I see you in a couple of weeks, sometime in April, um, April 12th, 13th. Oh, do we have it already down? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, we do. So awesome. I'm looking forward to that. And, and I, I, I'm just, I, it's fantastic that you would even want me. So thank you. Very oh, much. of course. I'm excited to, we could maybe jump into mirror talk or something. We'll have to think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank um, you. Well, have a great time with your, your kids tonight. Thanks. I will. So Thanks so much. I'll talk to you really soon. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.